The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. And Viva La Bam, we are just three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, broken bones, and bam We're doing something a little different again today, guys. We got uh, the first episode of Viva La Bam. We want to switch things up, shake things up. Yeah, baby. Uh, We know there's a lot of Bam fans fans out there, which is a lot harder to say, apparently, than you think. And uh, we want to, uh, you know... Allow them to see something or listen to... Oh, my God, this is bad. Anyways. I would like to allow them yeah. to see something. <laughs> Even though they're listening, but <laughs> listen whatever. Something. Um, this actually episode came out October 26th of the year 2003. And remember we were talking about, like, the biggest wildfire a little bit ago? <laughs> Sorry. Well, yes. today was the second biggest wildfire up to that point. That's the best fact I could find. <laughs> oh, Although God. it was pretty interesting because there's there's supposed to be got? a Monday night uh, football game the next day between the Chargers and Dolphins, and they had to move it all the way to Arizona because they couldn't play the game over there because of the wildfires. That's kind of cool. Holy oh, shit. shit. That's pretty cool. I, uh, that it's would funny be cool to see a game. I'm not making fun of wildfires, but just in a football <laughs> game where just everything's on fire. It'd be like uh, Mutant Football League. Remember that oh, one? yes. I fucking yeah? Lo- yeah, love Holes that game. Holes in the ground and shit. By the way, Falling Jay canceled canceled for making fun of wildfires we can't do that anymore my dude yeah i know i can't make fun of anything we're too we're too fucking cautious you know, for you yourself, know what's funny, guys, funny is... ham. <laughs> <laughs> that no problem so far i'm uh, surprised but, i haven't really got any hate mail yet you, you know what's funny uh chris is you mentioned <laughs> the the date of this one in 2003 i think you said and uh, i was watching uh, a version of this and uh and at the end of it there was a a uh, like it, the the MTV credits were in it, and it it said it said in the credits it was like, uh, "Stay tuned after the show for your sneak peek of the brand new album from The Strokes being released next week." And it's like, <laughs> "Holy shit, I am old as fuck!" Like that is classic rock. You know to what's me crazy to point. me if you think about it? Like this year, two thousand and three. Like in Canada, anybody born in that year is legal to drink. 2003 if you, if you go to like 2000 or 2001 yeah. it's like oh, you're legal shit. anywhere in the world you're officially an adult yeah. our 2000 babies and adults now that makes me feel old as fizzuck and they didn't even have to live through y2k they don't know our struggles yeah that was a rough time boys <laughs> <laughs> everyone had to upgrade their computers ibm made a God fucking forbid killing. if that clock fucking changed numbers do you think if they didn't do anything <laughs> literally everything would have went ham or do you think they actually did fix something no no i i I used to think that it was I used to think that it was all a scam. Um uh but I do understand their concern because coding is such a finicky thing. Uh so y- you never know. The clocks change and and does everything that we've coded from that point onwards that has to do with the date. You know, are planes going to fall from the sky? No, but I think there would have been some 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 glitches. I I I I can see that being reasonable, but I also think the smartest people in the world probably knew it wasn't going to be a problem. <laughs> Why did you just chuckle like that there? <laughs> 
You know, the weirdest little chuckle is he finished that and you like look down like you were embarrassed. I hope people are watching that on I'm YouTube. I'm just trying to get me somebody get somebody fucking get me a shovel. Can we get the fuck out of here? Come on, like get get me out of this hole. Right, I don't want to talk hole. about the Y2K anymore. Well, I don't want to relive those memories. CKY. You're giving me PTSD. You fucking come on here. You make me think about that. Do you know how traumatizing and scarring Y2K was? <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to relive yeah, that. Relive you, you're all smiles over here. That was some scary yeah, fucking shit. All right. Dude, dude scary. sorry, now that we're talking about this, you know where me and Mikey were, what we did on the Millennium Act exactly when it turned to what Y2K was? We were in Mexico, and we're on a beach, and we decided to all go skinny dipping, because it was like pitch black on the beach, and we're like, fuck it, the world might end, like we're going skinny <laughs> dipping in the ocean. With our whole family, as weird as that sounds. But as we're in the water coming yeah, yeah. out, oh, okay. we thought we were the so only ones on the beach. Dicks. And when the fireworks lit up the sky, we saw there was like hundreds of people along the beach just watching <laughs> us. And we're like, fuck, we got to get out of this water somehow right now. Awesome. And everyone's looking at us. Yeah. Nah, dude, the thing to do at that point is just to join hands and just just show it proud to the, to the whole beach. Power pose as a family. And, uh, yeah. you know be remembered in the it'd be burned in the memories of hundreds of uh beachgoers yeah for years the tragedy of y2k was different for them speaking of y2k boys i have pallets of baked beans to offload so if you ever need Ooh. some baked beans just uh hit me up always uh, can use a couple I, let's just say i was a little over prepared for that one and uh i think a little under prepared for viva la bam season one episode one why do i say that uh I guess I forgot what this show was like. Yeah. Um, before we get into our, our thoughts, because it's gonna it's gonna hit hard right out of the gate. Uh, let's let's just talk about this intro. So, butt rock Elvis Presley here, uh, that theme song, I don't, <laughs> I forgot about this, and the minute I heard it, I realized, holy shit, this was a show that my brother had uh, on DVD at all the, all the seasons, so this was the, like, the early introduction to binge watching, I think this was one of the first shows I did that with over a summer, and it was just episode after episode, this fucking song, every 25 minutes yeah. on repeat. I'm going to give you what you, you want. And it's just like, I've had enough of this and hearing it once again was enough. And I'm not looking forward to fucking having to do this for the Every coming single weeks. time. It's intense. What did you guys it's, think of this? Well, the opening. opposite of wild boys, right? Like wild boys, the theme song kicked in and I literally got goosebumps in this one. As soon as the, is it Deco doing the introduction voice, by the way? Like, no, I think, I think, but you no, mean to not the song? It. No, not to the song, but there's like, it's Bam Margera. What will he do? And he's like kind of introducing oh, the, the scheme. It sounds kind of like him. But it's uh, it was amazing. Like it kicked in and immediately I remembered how fucking lame it was. Even back in the day when he's like, what will he do next? And Bam's like, whatever the fuck I want. And jumps off a building with like really bad graphics. He's dead, he's dead <laughs> now. The show is over. <laughs> it's pretty uh, It's pretty stupid. Uh, uh, I must be a lot I more simple than you guys because I was like, I fucking totally enjoyed this whole thing. I was like, hell yeah. Oh, you the got music into was it? good. good. And, like I appreciated like the you. cheesy. But what, the way that you just described that now, I was kind of like, fuck. Yeah, that that was pretty stupid. 
<laughs> the, Jay, you kind of mentioned this, that the, that the whole uh, uh, premise of the show you were a little bit almost like taken aback by, confused by. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm assuming you weren't just talking about the intro because it took – Chris, did you just yawn into the microphone? What is wrong with you guys, we switched up recordings, man. It's way too early for me. It's like noon. Right. Come on. You're, you're, tired giving, you're giving the jackass guys more reason to come in and take over. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Look, nobody's... they yawn on their podcast. Rake Don't yawn. listen to them. Yeah, no, rake yawn. Okay. We got, we got no. regular yawns. They got rake yawn. I take back what I said. The points just went way up. Back hey, up. there we Ooh. go. We got it. Thanks, we got Mikey. it. Um, puns. No. We got puns. It's, I expected much more. Like, here's the thing about Jackass is from the very beginning, it's so structured. It's here is our stunt. This is what we're going to do. Great mm. interstitial. Move to the next one. This one was like ADHD. It's like Bam said to MTV, get me a fucking camera and let's go. I don't know yeah. what we're doing, but I'm going to figure something out. Um, Dude, you just yeah. said the three magic letters too, MTV. That's yes. the thing. I'm like, holy shit, this is MTV as fuck, this show. Just picture mm-hmm. any MTV reality show, and it's this. And I guess I forgot about that. And I said before we went on mic, I don't know if that changes throughout the seasons, but as it is now, yeah, it just feels like any fucking reality show. I don't know what was popular on there. I didn't really watch a lot of that shit. Well, was the real gee, world one of those shows? The real world? Probably, yeah. An MTV it, was, show? it was very in your face. And Jay, yeah. here's the thing. I know you're an Eric Andre fan, right? I yeah. remember I was watching this episode and just thinking like, why is this so familiar? Because like Bam would go up to the camera and be like, we're going to see what happened next. And then it's like, and then like a title screen like feels mad. And I was like, why is this so familiar? Why do I feel like I know this? And it's because that style of filming is now a joke it's now a caricature of himself of itself and that's what eric andre does to make fun of all the things we used to watch in in the early 2000s yeah. it's crazy it's how that like, was just the accepted before way it was, it was ironic. exactly before it was ironic it's like yeah different times man i miss those so weird times did you know yeah. chris you mentioned that's that weird. that uh it it uh, that you were kind of like along for the ride in the intro was that distracting for you Dude, i have i literally have like, adhd right, this- so it's fucking just it's right up my fucking alley like <laughs> i'm like perfect. this is perfect for me there's perfect, fucking this yes. and this and there who the hell knows what's going on i loved it yeah you're like that guy in the youtube video i saw come up in my feed the other day it was like an adhd test it was two dudes sitting on a computer chair watching one guy was watching star wars he just had his hands folded in his lap paying attention and the other dude is watching a math video and he's like twirling around in his office chair (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm just picturing you doing that i get well except it's not going to be a math video it's going to be some nature documentary that he's watching yeah yeah or um or fisting fisting videos yeah oh he's a big fan of that chris you, you seem no, you I think I just heard someone it, knock yeah. at my door and I don't like have any friends so it's kind of kind of like what the hell <laughs> he's he's playing in the bit I like this guy can we I isolate like that audio of Chris saying I don't have any friends because that, no, that like was not a good in this one. building like not where I live now uh huh I'm like what the uh-huh, hell okay on? yeah <laughs> but like hey but let's talk briefly <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, out of it today get guys. the premise here it's all good it's all good we just like Thank having you. you here chris that's all yeah. we just we just appreciate your presence and uh today this episode one is of course i think they you know all things considered it's a little janky watching this kind of shit uh this presentation style but i think they were smart to pick hey let's just fuck with phil for episode one because that's what yeah. people want to see and that's what yep. the premise is here is it see how mad we can make phil this is phil's hell day and uh it's 5 a.m as we start this episode and bam's doing his talking to the camera that you know 
what Mikey, you had kind of talked about, very close to the camera, a little too close. Talking out the side of his mouth as he does. Uh, We have a montage of Phil getting fucked with, just in case you're new to this. You don't know, you know, what the dynamic is. Maybe you haven't seen Jackass. I don't know why if you're watching this, but... There's actually someone at my door. All right. We'll pause. Yeah, what if he got, like, abducted right now? Got it on video. There's not much we can do, really. I mean, when you think about yeah. it, he's... Fuck it. The distance is... <laughs> this episode I mean, still comes do? out two weeks later. You and I finish it up, and we just we just release it two weeks later. Like, oh, by the way, if anyone's seen Chris... Uh, someone's installing a water line for my fridge. Oh, Ooh. cool, cool. Do they want to be on the podcast? <laughs> can they install a skate park in your house instead? Yes. That'd be kind of cool. All right. So back to the montage of Phil getting fucked with here. So we're fucking with Phil. You get to see it's his, you know, morning routine. I guess they're having breakfast or something. It's just them shoving food in his mouth and throwing shit at him. And, you know, they're just setting the stage that uh, Phil is kind of a pushover. Mm -hmm. That's the dynamic here. The objective today, piss Phil off. Let's do it. It starts off loud. Bam comes into the house. It's five in the morning. He's got a chainsaw. It's already running. He's walking down the hallways. Uh, Phil and Ape are waking up wondering what the hell that is. Um, and he just starts cutting the floorboards bo- out of the, the spare bedroom uh, because they need a fire pole, Mom. Uh, that's, that's what he says. So it's a pretty cool <laughs> idea, though, eh? Reasonable. It is. It's, Here's it's, the thing, it's a though. cool idea, but then in practice, which we see later in the episode, it's it's not what that cool. Talking about? Like, it's it's such a small. It's like an eight foot drop. Like you can yeah, jump down. Yeah, but it's better than the yeah. stairs. That's true. That is fair. That is, right. It is better than the stairs. And it was able to yeah, withstand Phil. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. What I love here, though, is that they come out of the bedroom to see Bam cutting this hole in the floor. Emotional status comes up on screen. Currently. Tired, not mad. So Phil's not quite there yet. In fact, yeah. he doesn't seem bothered at all by this. Apes, all fucking horse, can't even get mad good. Her voice just is not there. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem that pissed off. And if you compare this against the other things in the episode, you know, this is probably one of the worst things they did. Yeah, they for real. a fucking hole in the ground. And they're pretty cool with it, all things considered. And they just go. And then we don't actually get to see the the end effects until later in the episode. And, and this is a good time to bring up that this episode is kind of you can almost separate it into two parts because there's the whole idea of like we're going to make Phil mad. And then and, and you see all these cuts of like different things that they do to piss him off. But then the episode changes to just, as we mentioned, installing a skate park in the house. So the first mm-hmm. half, I think we can kind of talk about generally. You know, what were kind of our favorite things that they do and, and we'll touch on all of them and then and then we'll spend maybe a little bit more detailed time on the on the ramp installation. Did you guys yep. have any favorite uh uh moments yep. from the from the first bit, Chris? You seem pretty <laughs> eager. What, what so, you? showing hamburgers yeah, what, on, what'd you like? on all the different oh. clothing lines. It's just like that's so simple oh, yeah. and then no so it literally did nothing but is absolutely hilarious. Like there's not there's no way to avoid it. So Bam's Bam's girlfriend, I think, or someone uh in, yeah. in Bam's life. Uh, they're gonna get married eventually right oh is that i didn't actually know too okay okay uh she seems like a great person by the way just a a fan like she (laughs) like she takes apes uh feelings into account you know only so far um because they know who who's the breadwinner of the entire margera household uh so you let him do what he wants to do but the whole idea of taking every stitch of clothing that phil owns and and heat pressing a (laughs) a hamburger to it my favorite thing about this one is that for the rest of the episode, 
they don't draw attention to it, but every piece of clothing he has, you notice somewhere has a hamburger on. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good little care. through joke, right? Yeah. He doesn't care. But what I noticed here is you said they they put it on every piece of clothing he has. Yeah, all Phil fucking has is white t-shirts. That's is true. He fucking Homer Simpson. Why does he only have white t-shirts? Did he did he write a song called "Hey There Delilah"? What's with all the plain white tees? Yeah, right. Come on. There's a little battle in the closet to get the iron out before this yep. happens. They lock Ape in there. It just They're kind of just showing off that Bam's a nuisance. And you're, if yes. you don't know that now, you're going to know it pretty fucking quickly. And his parents let him get away with a lot of shit. Uh, speaking of which, the next thing they do is the toothpaste <laughs> trick. The old toothpaste <laughs> trick. Uh, Phil's going to brush his teeth. They put ground beef in the toothpaste <laughs> tube, uncooked. Um, we get that classic night vision bathroom voyeur cam again. And then here's the thing, guys. When he picks up the toothpaste, he puts it on his toothbrush, smells it, and brushes anyway. Anyway, that's why? so gross. Why are? You, why did you put it in your mouth? You smell I, I don't understand this. And guy. then he yells at Ape. He's like, like but he, <laughs> while he's brushing his teeth, he's like, Ape, Ape, like, what's she going to do? That's such a, a, a cliched uh, husband thing dad. to do. Just like, yeah, especially our dad. Just something's not working. And, uh, and you just keep doing it and yell at your wife for it going wrong for some reason. Um, this is like, w- the funniest thing about this is like, my especially when you live with other people and you hear this about about young parents as well they're like the only safe haven you have is in the bathroom because that's the only time you get any peace not for phil every time he goes in he's probably thinking there there could be a camera in here and i could be fucked with it happens to him all the time and shame on bam of all the things listen cut a, cut my floorboards but don't cut out the last bastion of peace i have in my house by ruining the bathroom for me that's rude yeah but hey Ground beef toothpaste aside, he's still just a little mad. That's it. The emotional status, we quite haven't uh, gotten there yet. Uh, This next part, boys, we do need to talk about for at least a minute. This is uh, Don Vito, his first appearance in the show, and Phil Margera going out on the prowl. Now, apparently all it takes to get Don Vito to go on the prowl with you is to tell him you're going to get some fresh meat. burgers boys i'm talking about burgers burgers. here okay they're going for burgers yeah Uh, and here's the drive-through order in progress two griddles uh two orange juices one sausage one egg mcmuffin one bacon a number one uh with coffee uh three or two extra hash browns i don't think they they really established that um these are some hungry guys now they're in a white van all right, they're in a white van. I mean, look, I know a van is a good vehicle for getting around. You know, it's convenient. You can put a lot of shit in there. If you're a bit on maybe the larger side, it's good. It's it's comfortable. But why this van? I mean, why this? Look Not for Don it. Vito. That, that That's a retrospective I don't know where the pedo meter is at this point in Vito's life, but yeah. uh, this is like putting a beer bong in front of the religious kid at a college party who's oh. just escaped the throes of his parents' uh, authoritarianism for the first time. Don't yeah, enable they, him. You're not they call helping. It the, they call it Don't the rum give sh- this man a white van. He doesn't need it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they call it a a rumspringa when when the uh, when like a Mormon person goes on that break from their like the, from from whatever their family they get to they get to oh, try yeah, it or I not Mormon uh, maybe Mormon yeah they, you get to try Mormons, like yeah. one time of going out there and uh, and trying to drink and do whatever you want and that's that that's that uh, religious kid at the party and they just go way too far with it. I'm just saying he doesn't need a white van. That's all. That, I, that I agree with. That is a that is a bad look. A bad look for Don Vito for sure. Um, 
Um, but this, this was funny too. Cause like that poor soul that had to take the order in the first place, right? Like, like someone had to understand what the fuck Phil was trying to tell them with all the food there. Like that's so much food. And he barely gave any indication of what he actually wanted. Uh, and then obviously Bam <laughs> sitting out there with his friends and they've got hydraulics in the van. This is, this is one thing though, that, that I, I found hard to get over in, in the initial bits of this show is so often they do a sketch and Bam and Phil are just so used to uh, getting fucked with that they're just kind of like, oh, okay, here it goes. Like, this is this is the thing again. Uh, and they just kind of like yeah. lean into it. And I know that's part of the shtick is that Phil's kind of easygoing. Uh, but once they get the hydraulics going, that's just kind of it. He's like, oh, all right, move on, moving on. And I, th- I thought yeah. that was kind of the case in the entire first half of this episode. And I was kind of unimpressed. Um, but then, so we, 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 we go from this into the fire pole bit and we get to see what, what that looks like. And that was actually a little bit of fun. Yeah, Phil likes it. Yeah, it's supposed to be Phil's hell day. So I mean, <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, yeah, not not so much. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like that the premise is set out and it's taking this long to get a mad. Phil just. I don't know. Maybe he's just an incredibly patient man. And, yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> you know, that's just what we're seeing here. Um, but you're right. The next operation is where they they try to step it up a notch. They steal Phil's van and crash it into to a car at the junkyard. Uh, we get a bulldozer to come and just destroy this fucking thing. Um, at this point, I'm just thinking, I can't believe this is actually his real van. But I will say, if anyone is diligent enough, maybe they want to go back to like the fireworks wake up and take yeah. a look for us. Yeah. Maybe it is the same one. I don't remember. Um, but I feel like at some level he's in on it. Like maybe they decided, oh, we got to get rid of this thing. It's fallen apart. Bam's like, oh, let's, you know, use it on TV. It really feels like that because when they come back, they're not really that upset. Like we get emotional status, finally bummed, but he's not like freaking out at Bam as you think a, a dad would be if your kid went and demolished your car without your permission, you know? Well, see, this is this is kind of the un, the unspoken thing about their relationship is Bam is clearly paying for all of their shit now. Like, he's made it. He's buying them a house. He's every buying kid's dream. It's yeah, absolutely every kid's dream. <laughs> it's like you but get that's the, the power thing, like, over your parents. The, the parents can't get that upset, right? Yeah. Because, because they know what's happening. And, and this, you know, I'm usually the cynic on this podcast that thinks they're playing into it and this and that. But there's something about, like, you know, if you're a dad and your kid starts buying everything for you, there's probably a little element of like, man, the roles are reversed and I, I, I want to be this. And, and it feels like, you know, he bought us a house. Great. We're going to go get the house. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. But his van is like, that was, it, I had this vision of like, that was his thing. Like, this is my van. It's classic. It's old. It's my thing. I've grown up with it. The seat is probably perfectly molded to his ass. Uh, that giant seat. Um, and when he when he comes outside and he sees the van, there's a moment where he turns to Bam and he says, I love that van, Bam. Are you nuts? And he says it in a way that's like not meant for the camera. And it really like hurt me. It's like it's like <laughs> you took the one sentimental thing that he had left that his kid did, didn't buy for him and uh, and and ripped it away from him. And I was like, oh, that's such a fucking bummer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, if if you came out of the of the room following this podcast and you found that your refrigerator had just been torn apart, the doors ripped off, food <laughs> everywhere, it was lit on fire. What would it's you? Lit- what would literally you say? You know? right You'd say you just came in here to fix a water line. <laughs> That's literally going that on right now. I love that, refriger- <laughs> that water line was the best. No, it didn't exist before, but That's it will amazing. after. I will have ice. It's going to uh, be very nice. I did. I did. I did like though that uh, at the end of it, Bam bought his dad a new car and there was this moment 
that was really tender and sweet between them. And you can tell because Bam completely broke character. Phil like goes and gives him a little kiss on the head and Bam's like, yeah, no, it's for you. And he like shrinks down as though like only as, as a little kid can do when he's like feeling emotion and doesn't know how to, how to deal with it. And that was really sweet. I actually really liked this part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, you're nodding in approval. What, yes, what, what do you feel on the, on the dad, the father son dynamic here? It's, Any it's, thoughts? A weir- it's a weird one because I could I couldn't imagine being in that situation where you basically your son turns you into his bitch and you have to live with him and you but you're <laughs> you're also for the benefit of his career like you know yeah. he needs this so in in essence you're helping him but it just having that true. reversal of roles is like true it's just must gotta be so weird and like they have to I live know. with him like at least Phil seems like he has a blast in these situations we'll see later on when they build the skate mm-hmm. park in there at one point for no reason Phil just punches kicks a hole in the wall because he's just having fun <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. he like with Ape I think it's a little bit weirder because like you could tell she's definitely the the neurotic one of the two of them so for her to like deal with this, you could tell it's got to be pretty tricky. But at the same time, you know, they're spending good quality family time. You know, like what, what yeah. families yeah. get to spend that time at those ages together and just do all these crazy things. So that's I'm sure true. they'll look it, back and have a good time with it. No, that's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point, actually, because it, it's almost like people would look at this and they're like, what a fucked up family. But in a sense, they're kind of all operating this business together. And it's the business of Bam's image. And True. together they're, they're making a fucking killing, you know, like who, who cares if you lose your van, if that episode itself pays for three more of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, it, I think you're right though. You know, there probably is something inside of Phil, like, you know, this isn't exactly how I saw my life going. This isn't exactly <laughs> how I wanted to raise my kids, but you know, it's an opportunity to spend some time with him, gain some notoriety and, and see my son, you know, become super famous. And if I can play a part in that, I'll do it. Yeah. You put that in an interesting perspective that I haven't thought about. You're right. They're probably getting a shit ton of money from this. It is MTV after all. And how fucking MTV is if we needed another reminder when they do roll out the Cadillac Escalade as the replacement car. It just feels like fucking Pimp My Ride or some bullshit. I know. I know. We got you the new Escalade. And he's just like, you know, showing off all the fucking features. And it just just felt so fucking... (laughs) Ugh, man, I, I didn't need that. And then, of course, you know, brand new Escalade. Vito fucking sits in it. Your vehicle's ruined now. He's already ruined. Tainted, already ruined. Cursed. You can't drive. He's like, that can anymore. we can we tint out the back Lost. windows or what? Can, what yeah. can we do about these back windows? Can we get yeah, the, the, the you Because yeah. like you know, it's like I know personally what it's like to have a brother like Don Vito. Like Mikey's clearly the Don Vito <laughs> in this whole situation. Comment, <laughs> and you know you have to bring him right around, oh, and he's always shit. embarrassing you. And look at his mustache, for example. He's clearly doing <laughs> questionable <laughs> shit. You got to work on your your neck uh, skin a little bit. You got to start stretching the neck skin a little bit. That's why That's I quickly great. had to flip Mikey to the Don Vito. I'm already halfway there. Check that shit out. <laughs> Don't, be saying that. Don't put yourself in that. You know. <laughs> The best offense uh, is a good say, offense. You know, they say when you buy a new car and drive it off the lot, the value goes down by like, what, 50% or something. Well, yeah. once Don Vito sits in your car, I think there's no there's no coming back. There's no going back. It's, it's tanked. Yeah. But uh, this next part is clearly, I don't even think we need to argue this. This is the highlight of the whole episode. The smell of peaches. Come oh, on, guys. I loved it. This oh, is what I we're here this. for. Uh, first of all, Ryan Dunn sitting at the kitchen counter just he's such a fucking kid he's having a plate of peaches <laughs> who's fucking 
It's my afternoon snack. I've been outside playing in the sandbox all day. Yeah. Time to go in and have my peaches. And Bam comes and farts on the peaches. And that's the whole fucking se- part of the segment here. I don't know why it's in the episode, but fuck. It's, it's Listen, <laughs> you know, Jackass gets interstitials. This felt like one of those. And Bam, you know, just with the timing, it's like, it, Ryan's like, why would you, why would you fart on my peaches? And Bam's like, well, it wasn't like a, a real one. He's like, what do you mean it wasn't real? He's like, well, it wasn't like this and unloads on it like a, a, a huge one. I was like, fuck, like fart humor, man. That's it's what we're here for. It's great. Yeah. <sighs> All right, guys, we got to get into the meat of this. Uh, keep it moving. This is where things start to really take shape. And the rest of the episode is centered around, as we've alluded to, the skate park. Phil and Ape have been invited, an all-expenses-paid trip to go to Atlantic City. I mean, they've got a limo coming to pick them up. You've got Rake Yawn as the limo driver. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sight. They're going to put skate ramps in the house when they're gone. I mean, sorry, Bam, speaking to the camera in the living room with Ape in the next fucking room. We're going <laughs> to put skate ramps in the house. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to know. It's going to be awesome. They'll have no idea. <laughs> I, I liked the moment before they, they went on the trip where uh, Ape took Bam's uh, girlfriend into the kitchen and was like, was like, just make sure nothing happens. And she says, I'm trusting you. And the girlfriend goes, like, rolls her eyes and gives the like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah. Like, oh, it all feels so put on, though, because it's all right in it front really of the obligatory, really like, right in front of the camera. I don't want people in this house. And then they do it again when they're leaving because Ape says to Bam, make sure you take care of everything. Yes. I well, will take care of everything for sure. That's Hi, the thing MTV. is like, there's no way, like, you you know, you, I think everyone watching the show knows that Ape and Phil know something's going to happen. Yeah, they But don't. they just don't know what it is. I did like this whole, you know, the fact that they're going to Atlantic City with, with uh, Rake and with, I think Deco was there and Rab himself was there. And you get this kind of like they're partying and they're having a good time. And then it cuts back to like, you know, 36 hours to go and they're getting all the installations and this and that. And it cuts back and forth. And it, it looked like just like a fun trip for ape Phil and, and the boys to, to just kind of be going there and, and, and fucking around. But like they like ape and Phil know, and we know they know that when they come back, something is going to be askew. Yeah. They have to be in on it to some degree, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, yeah, it would be too suspicious getting the limo and everything with no explanation. So, yeah. I mean, but yeah, here we go. You know, shit goes into full gear here. They're, they're getting the skate ramps in. We've got Tim Glom, a skate park builder uh, to the rescue. There's like $20,000 worth of ramps in the house, they say. Um, and yeah, they basically clean out as much of ape shit as they can that could get broken and they're off to the races. Um you know, we get cuts back and forth here to what's happening in the limo and in Atlantic City. Rab himself is with them and takes a pee in a cup. I don't know if you boys have ever had to do that on the road, but uh, there you go. No stops on the way to Atlantic City, apparently. Yeah. Um, I almost crashed my car got... doing that. <laughs> what? I was driving really? up. Yeah, I was driving up north um, uh, to a town called Sudbury to go fight a ticket that I got, and it's about like on your way to fight a ticket, you almost crashed your car pissing in a cup. Yeah, Mike, you'll know about this. So I'm sitting there, and it was, like, late at night, and I wanted to make sure I made last call because I wanted to, like, I I really wanted to have a drink or something like that, like, get a bite to eat when I got in. So I didn't want to stop anywhere, and I really had to go. So I was, like, I found, like, a Gatorade bottle. And I'm, like, okay, it's got a big, like, you know, bigger mouth. I'm, like, this this could work. And I'm kind of standing up trying to do it. And there's this part where it, it, I forgot that it turns into a bridge. Standing up. So it's, like, a one-way thing, and there's a stoplight, like, you know, by our cottage, Mikey? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. kind of like angling like this, doing whatever. You're, you're going on a highway in the middle of the night. You never have to think about stopping. And all of a sudden, it came to a stop still. And I slammed on the brakes, almost rear-ended the guy in front of me, pissed oh, all over the place. A. Yeah, it was... Uh, 
Uh, a good way to start my uh, oh, court, yeah. court fighting yeah. situation. Jesus. Oh, that's Covered amazing. Yeah, you, you show show up to the court and, and the judge is like, mind explaining why you're covered in piss? Like, well, it's, <laughs> it's an intimidation tactic. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, this is my fucking leaving. courtroom. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like, I like, on the stand. I like the addition here of, uh, of uh, uh, Tim Glom coming in to, to build the skate park, kind of like taking control of everything. He started put ramps in. He's, he's bringing them all. And then it's almost like extreme home makeover in a way, because everyone used to love mm. that back in the day. Um, but just, just to touch on that, that pissing in a cup thing, you know, Rab pisses in a cup in the limo and then throws it out the window, but he's got pee all over himself. And he's like, I get that this is a show and I get that he's got to play this up and everything, but imagine being so comfortable with someone else's parents that you were willing to do something like that. Like (laughs) I I was cringing the whole time watching it. Like, Oh, I don't think I could ever pull that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty funny to think about, actually. Um, you, you mentioned Extreme Home Makeover. Do you yeah. guys know there is a little-known show? Most people don't know about this. But Ryan Dunn did this for MTV. I think it was one season long. It's just him doing home makeovers, like tearing oh, yeah, down homes. I remember hearing shit. about that, yeah. Yeah. But- that is the strangest fucking thing I think that's ever come out of Jackass. Who would have thought that would even... It was a weird show. It was, yeah, it, was, together. it was basically, it was basically like exhibit with, I mean, you already mentioned, um, uh, but it was like, yeah, it's like, what do you like in your room? Okay. So we made it the coolest fucking room yeah. you could ever do. And yeah, it was, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Weird. Weird. Um, uh, um, but back to the house, back to the house. We've got the ramp uh, going into the living room here, a little gap over the fireplace, which is kind of a nice touch. That was definitely and, the best um, touch. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. And the parents are set to return here in about 29 hours, so just a little over a day. Uh, but they're about to get a rainstorm in oh, Westchester. Yeah. Stressful, uh, baby. They got to put up some tarps for the um, ramp that they built out in the garden. Tony Hawk is on the way. We have Tony in his private jet. Fucking baller here. Uh, yeah. But hey, boys, someone plug in controller number two because Bussy, Bucky Lassick is here Lassick, too. Bucky baby. Son of a bitch. Uh, we've got uh, Jesse Fritsch and Kevin Stab. So a couple of pro skaters on the way over to BAMS and they're ready to fucking go. Everybody's very impressed with what, what they see when they arrive. Lots of compliments going around. And the skating begins. Meanwhile, in Atlantic City, they're getting pedicures. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny. Like you you think about it's like, holy shit, what is the budget for this show that they're able to build a whole goddamn skate park? But it's MTV. And I guarantee you all of it was cross promotion. It's like, look, we're doing this. So let's sell a photo shoot to a a magazine company, have the skaters come in. They'll pay for the skaters to come. They'll pay us for the ramps and we get an episode and this and that. It's probably just money changing hands and then MTV Mm. just reaping everything at the end of it. But it's funny, like as an adult watching this. All I'm thinking when they're installing the ramps and stuff, I'm like, the resale value of this house is now immediately down. Like, you just cannot get that back. And I'm like, fuck, for one episode of TV, you're taking, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars off of the the, the value of your house? Like, man, better Houses be worth it. Houses aren't that expensive be in, in, in Westchester or wherever they are. Yeah, maybe. We're used to maybe. Toronto prices. is a big difference. Yeah, like, you, honestly, you could probably <laughs> buy a, a mansion for, like, a hundred grand out there. A hundred grand? Yeah. No. Man, my buddy bought a, a house in uh, a university town in like Maine or somewhere like that. He he was he was actually like a dog uh, a pool guy, and then a dog bit him in the ass, and he sued the family for thirty thousand dollars. Bought a full house that that was able to house like eight different students, 
and he's been renting it out ever since for like holy shit yeah like it's, huh. it's literally thirty thousand dollars for like a house that could like an eight bedroom house out there wow you don't understand That's how cheap insane. a lot of these places That's in insane. the states are yeah Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, that's crazy to think. I mean, they have a nice property out there too. I bet. Um, yeah. You know, I, fuck, I'd like to live in a place like that. Was this, have, was this the original house? No, no. This was the original, but there's a new house that comes in later season. Uh, yeah. No, totally. but I mean, was this always Ape and Phil's house? Cause it, that's or, or was question. this something it that they got? Like it it didn't look like the original, but parts of it looked familiar, like the staircase right near the entrance of the house, which is weird that I know what that looks like, but still. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. They, uh, in general loved the whole idea of this. It's so creative. You have the skate ramp outside leading inside. You get some of those really, like you guys mentioned in the fireplace room, those ramps that go all around. It was just really cool. Like this was no, no pulling any punches, just really cool to see, uh, take, take place. And especially now that they got the pro skaters in on it, it's like fucking hell is a cool episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a good, great way to start it off. Uh, you know, with the rain coming in too. It's so heavy that you see the rain pouring off the tarps. And Tony Hawk says, it's official, boys. It's now a shanty town, boys. It's a shanty town <laughs> at Bam's house. I have no fucking clue what that means, but Shantytown would be like a favela or something like that, where everything's held together. With It's like it's like where, where poor people would live that kind of like just piece their places together with tarps and duct tape and, and whatever they need to, to, right. to, stay, to stay warm and dry. Because Tony Hawk was born in the 1920s. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> You were mentioning yeah. before about how, like, you know, clearly Ape and Phil know something was happening. You know, like, the, obviously yeah. they're gone for a reason. But imagine the anxiety coming back, like, not knowing oh my quite God. what it is and seeing all these cars and then rolling right. up. Like, the whole drive back would have just been nerve-wracking. Even though you know it's know. your kid, you just have no idea what you're in for. And I have a feeling oh. this was the last thing in the world they could have expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think also the fact that they're coming back in like a 1970s limo that's leaking can't help with the anxiety. That's another <laughs> part of it. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but when they do come back, Jade, do you want to walk us through their, their reactions? Cause that's, that's kind of a fun scene. Yeah. Well, imagine, like you said, coming home to that, you're already a little stressed out and now you see there's a tarp in the backyard. You hear loud music. You think, oh, they're having a party. That's your first impression. But as they get closer, they see the ramps everywhere. They see skaters. Uh, Ape says our neighbors are going to hate us and yeah they do there's stories about that uh, and the problems that just doing this show alone has caused for them Uh, I believe they there was a petition going around to evict them from the neighborhood for some time but you come in uh, it's it's a party in full force they're handing cotton candy to them as they arrive Ape is basically just screaming at skate ramps and fireplaces she says there's a fire as if she forgot that their house has a fireplace in it yeah, and that's a completely normal thing around all of this other crazy shit going yep. on. Yeah, um, there's a, there's I a got, fire in the that that one made no sense to me because she's like, yeah. there's a fire inside. Yeah, no shit, ape. It's in a fire. What are you talking in the about? Fireplace where it's fucking supposed to be. I love uh, yeah. Phil, Phil is the exact opposite reaction. He's just yeah. laughing. He's just totally right. enjoying it and embracing. He's like, and literally the clapping for the skaters yeah, in exactly. there, like clapping as they go, which is what so cool. Guy. Phil, you old cuck, you. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the opposite of a cock. I think he's like, like, I think he, he, he can hold it down in the yeah, bedroom. I, I don't sure. think Abe's going anywhere on him. Well, the destruction of his house, you know, happy or not, uh, like you said earlier, Chris, it comes to a point where they're just deciding to trash the house more. So it is nice to see them in on it. Phil punches some holes in the wall. Chris, tell me about Ape uh, going ape shit here, so <laughs> to speak, on the walls. 
that was the funniest thing at the end because like Phil's getting into it. She's like, you could tell she's so she's so mad and she realizes like it doesn't even matter at this point. So she wants to get out her frustration and she gives it like a power kick where her foot almost gets stuck in. She almost bails as she's coming through. And then I realized for some reason what jumped out at me is she had that like typical like older middle aged lady outfit, which is like a suit. Like, <laughs> fuck, where's that shit? Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, a yeah, suburbanite, yeah, yeah. like, older lady that, like, lost her flair and just, like, a fucking suit pants and, like, like the power suit. <laughs> she, she's she's, she's going full on Hillary Clinton. Outfit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, fuck those yeah. outfits, man. Pants Gross. Suits, baby. I don't like that at all. I feel like it smells weird, a lady like, weird, dry-cleaned linen. <laughs> now we're talking about the smell. <laughs> uh, but the, all in all, it looks like they're having fun. So yeah, that's good. it's a happy ending in a way. I think so. And, and you mentioned Chris, the uh, uh, Phil just kind of kicking and punching the wall. He does his famous like Elvis thing, yeah. but into the wall, which is just so great. It's so great. And even Ape gets in on the action. It's good to know because I think they know, hey, guys, this means that we get to redecorate our house mm-hmm. and MTV's going to pay for it. Like fucking awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be that because otherwise the reaction would have been literally any other type of normal reaction this feels a little uncanny because you're like why are they so happy about this but it makes sense when you think about the money at play and everything yeah um i gotta ask before we wrap it up because we're right at the end and there's a lot of skate skating in this episode it's it's the highlight of it and this kind of looks like a like a skater's dream chris have you ever had the opportunity to skate in anything crazy like this or would you want to or like what would this be from your perspective being the only skater on the show like what is this it, just break it down for me. It looked so cool. Like, it looked like so much fun. You could have such a good day doing that. Although I was never, like, a vert skater. Like, so I was never really good into, like, that type of stuff, which I was always just You're street skater. You're more of skater. a Chad Muska type. Exactly, exactly. Tony Hawk Pro Street <laughs> Skater. Um, I like to just go... Whoa, 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 whoa. Pro Street Skater? Yeah, I made my own game. <laughs> i can do what i want i make my own nicknames i tell myself i'm cool you know what i mean i, <laughs> um, I like it i appreciate that but yeah no i i it just looked awesome like i just it's visually you can imagine having such a fun day it's just getting stoned with your buddies and just ripping around like it's like yeah. everybody's dream growing up right but um yeah, yeah I've, I've never done anything remotely close to that yeah that's pretty fucking cool though and what a concept um something you can't really ever uh, recapture i think and a, a good way to open viva la bam season one but that brings us right to the end we have the credits roll we see a couple up outtakes of them fucking with the van before it got crushed they actually they had a spike strip which was cool i thought only yeah, cops that was had a, access and then like a, to that and then like a pit, a pit crew cops and mtv those are the only two yeah. there's only two <laughs> i just i do want to say one quick thing because i noticed this and i forgot to say it, chris when you mentioned tony hawk uh pro street skater uh, there's one, one guy does a trick on an indoor ramp and he lands in a way that you cannot land in Tony Hawk's pro skater. And I saw it like he lands perpendicular to his trajectory on the ground, which is like, that's an immediate face plant to Tony Hawk's. And I literally saw that and I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you, you can't land a skateboard that way. Meanwhile, he's a pro skater. So of course he's going to know how to do that. Yep. <laughs> well, that is Viva La Bam, season one, episode one. Pretty quick. And like we said, the pace in these episodes, we're going to have to keep up because they yep. they run like 
I know us talking about it stretches everything out, but like all of this is happening like rapid fire. I could barely keep notes watching this fucking show. Yeah. Um, And I have a feeling that's just going to be the pace going forward. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff to come in Viva La Bam. Memories we've shared here, and I'm sure, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to see what they do next. So we'll be back next we're going to do this on a rotation is what we're going to do. So you're not going to see Viva La Bam for another two weeks, but in between we're going to have episodes of Wild Boys. We will be going back to the wilderness with our friends Pontius and Steve-O for season one, episode two of Wild Boys next week. Look forward to that. Uh, before we sign off, we compiled a huge load of questions of the week over the course of Jackass number two. We are now going to start reading some answers. So, Mikey, I assume you're prepared and ready to, Hell yeah, uh, to always, walk always. us through. So here's uh, here's the thing is is we're recording these a little bit uh, uh, before, like we're uh, ahead of time. So we're not quite caught up on, on episodes releasing and then receiving, not to peek too much behind the curtains. But we have started to get some responses. Um, um, obviously we have at horse eggs coming in with the uh, typical answer of, uh, a picture of a horse with an egg is what he wants to get branded on his ass. They want to play dodgeball with a fabric <laughs> Fabergé horse egg. But the funniest answer that we've got to any of these questions, keeping in mind that, uh, question four, which was, uh, you can choose two cast members to be a part of a, uh, a stunt. Who, who are they going to be? The funniest answer we've had is you can mix and Jay, this is your question. One ingredient into the horse jizz that Chris Pontius shoots in, in, <laughs> the third portion of this episode of, of the Jackass 2 episode. What ingredient are you putting it in? And someone let me know. I didn't know this was a thing, but there's something called ocean blue maple syrup, and it's a oh, Captain really? Crunch maple syrup <laughs> that was branded. And it's the, like, you know what? <laughs> if anything is going to completely kill the taste of horse jizz, it's probably all the sugar in ocean blue maple syrup brought to you by Captain Crunch. Huh. Uh, I, that would be the, the, that the answer that I would highlight on this one. Does that also cut up the roof of your mouth? <laughs> Did they just put like <laughs> yeah yeah there's little shards of glass in it too because yeah. captain crunch goddamn good luck eating that without going to a hospital and getting stitches after oh blood and cum that sounds like fun blood and cum that's the that's title of my autobiography actually <laughs> <laughs> jesus that's what your empire was built on blood and yeah. cum and if you guys are okay with it, I've got one more question to pose, and we can just kind of keep collecting answers and reading them off as we go. Um, what do you guys think about this for the question of the week? Uh, you know, we saw Bam uh, kind of retrofit a a fire a fire uh, pole in his place. He also put a skate park in his place. You have all of MTV's money, wits, and wherewithal. What is it that you're installing in your house to make you the happiest little boy or girl? That that rotating bed from Austin Powers. <laughs> that's a great yeah, one oh, that's, that's a, a great one that's a great one i always i always pictured when i was a kid having water slides everywhere just mm. to get around oh, just for traversal so cool. i could just wear swim trunks all day that'd be fucking yeah. like in blank check he had that water slide that went from his office all the way down to the pool <laughs> yes oh yes. my god i think i'd go i'd go traditional i think i'd go with a full-on arcade like a oh, full-on arcade like yeah. silent scope's got to be there and yes, ball it does. has to be there yeah Fuck yeah silence remember that skateboarding game skate and yeah it was oh, like yeah. actually you're on the skateboard and you'd like pop oh, it skater uh, yeah and yeah. you're and you're not talking uh, tony hawk's ride virtuous skater virtuous skater that was, was a, a good sick one, game yeah. that is it for viva la bam season one episode one let us know what you thought at jackass pod on instagram and twitter or answer that question of the week what would you put in your house with all the money that mtv could provide and with that i'm gonna say goodbye because i got nothing else to say about this Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for Wild Boys. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackassed. <laughs>
Published by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it! This was a Press X for Sound audio production. I was I listen to Conan's podcast sometimes. It's pretty oh, funny. Yeah. He's great. Um, and he mentioned that Rob Lowe is doing a. You know who that is, right? Rob oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing a rewatch podcast of Parks and Rec, and I'm just thinking, well, that's the end for us guys. Fuck it, the celebrities are taking our fucking dude, rewatch podcast now. Fucking leave us alone. Stop cutting our over. grass. Like what the hell? Yeah, no, 100. percent That's the start of like as soon as a celebrity starts rewatching their own shit, no one else gets to do it. That's that's so annoying. The minute that the jackass guys start doing a rewatch podcast, we're fucking through, we're, boys. That's it. Game fucked. over. We throw in Forget the towel. We throw in the goddamn towel at that point. Nobody will listen to us ever again. And on that note, welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast.